You're about to enjoy the podcast version of Push to Talk. The show is broadcast live each Saturday at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern on twitch.tv slash imperiumnews. Please visit our website at pushtotalkshow.com. Please enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Push to Talk, where everybody talks through the intro. because We're what talking we about buying houses. You know, we have adulting. a 50... The show is push... called Push to Talk, dude. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not called yeah. Be Silent at the Intro. It's the, yeah, if you named it Be Silent during the intro, maybe we would actually... Actually, no, he would need to say, call it talk, <laughs> Talking During the Intro. Uh, talking during we do, the intro. We do the opposite of what the show's called, because I don't think any of us use Push to Talk. No. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. I don't know. Oh. Well, squeaky, squeaky. I think our little yeah. chat things are all messed up. I have to figure out what's wrong with that because when I talk, nobody. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, there you go. So, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. You're an intro. Welcome to Push to Talk. Welcome to Push to Talk. I'm having a senior moment as <laughs> as we sit here. Oh man. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got Scythe here, we've got Mist here, and we've got McCloud on the horn. So uh, so we're ready for a new episode, um, and there are well, there's a lot to talk about from Amsterdam uh, that happened uh, really mostly after our our episode last week. And uh, tons, tons, tons to talk about. Mist has uh, been following some tweets on Twitter, and he's finding uh-huh. some interesting things in the game. If you guys haven't seen those, and we're going to talk about those, um, is the audio? That's a feature, not a bug. Yeah, feature, not a bug. Um, I can't. I don't listen to the feed that it's coming through, but everything is in sync on this side. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what that We're is like in, a in the replay. Third of a second delay uh, would fix it. Or to be to be honest, it. if you just listen to the audio, you probably improve your experience of the podcast a lot by not having to look at our faces. But Squeaky Bee, probably. but look at Squeaky Bee, look how awesome he is. He's, he's levitating. See, no hands. Yeah. So so we are going through the Northern Command of Chicago today. The routing of the internet packets across the interwebs. Um, so I don't know if that's different. Usually we go through West Virginia, but it was supposedly not operating very well. So we'll see how West we're going Virginia. Today. That could be it. I mean, the fact that we're pulling audio feeds from all across the world is, yeah. uh, is still yeah. pretty phenomenal. All that's, across that's the world, probably... US and Europe. Yeah, that's across the world. That's two major land bodies. Yeah. You know. Actually, it's Virginia that we normally go through, not West Virginia. It is, yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody I messed up. <sighs> no, too late. I already did. I tweeted it. All righty. So, so the first part of the Eve World Invasion is over. It was last weekend in Amsterdam. Lots of people said it was great. They had a good time. So that's fantastic to hear. That's always a good step in the right direction. And coming up, uh, St. Petersburg. Wow. On, on May 4th, right? That'll be that'll be an interesting one to see if we have anybody that uh, is there. And uh, last week we did have somebody try to come live from uh, from dinner and <laughs> apple pear, and uh, and and he just he just he just had no packets, right? He was they just weren't coming through. <laughs> he was dial up. He was dial up. <laughs> he literally was a dial up sound. So let's 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 talk about some of those things, Mist. You were going into in the pre-show. Um, you were talking about uh, some of the things that if you have um, certain items in the game, right? That you've obtained these certain items in the game, you are getting communications in game yes. from the storyline, right? Uh, and I've noticed, Eve's, you know, CCP is doing a little more storyline stuff, aren't they? Um, more so than they used to. They used to. They're 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 creating the content of the story a little more. Yeah. So if you want to do, if you do the second to last tweet, if you share that in the Twitch chat with the the image of the three things, um, so people can have a look at that. Yeah, I'll basically, grab that. there's a people who don't know. For level five abyss, you have a chance of entering a special room. 
which has what is rumoured to be a capital ship, possibly a dreadnought under construction. Now, the thing about this special room is it has all three spawns directly already in it, but the exit gate is already spawned. So if you know you can't take it, you can just go straight out the exit gate and then try again with it for a normal site. Now, if you get these uh, conduct consulates, and they're basically a collectible item, you, you keep hold of them. When CCP pushes out a message, they get sent to people who own these. So having these is the key to knowing the story. Uh, if you want to, or you want to leave the tweet before it as well for the uh, oh, notification sure. and the messages. I mean, you can also just read Reddit and it will tell you all of this information. So you don't have to do the terrible Dead Space site. We'll have a link to the Reddit thread. Do it. It's <laughs> bad show prep. Terrible show prep. Uh, yeah, well, it's there's probably a thread. I don't even use Reddit, but I know there's a thread for this shit. There's the yeah, Reddit. Yeah, that involves going to Reddit, and I don't like going to Reddit. Yeah, fuck Reddit. Worst, worst so place So the ever. second link, you've got um, the messages that are being sent. They've got a domain for CCP games, so you know they're good. Um, and you can see the notification's been sent out, and it's got the same icon as the other items. So if you have these things, you get these links. And then you get like a little clip that you then can watch. Uh, it gives you a triglavian text and it's like a wired frame of a structure, but it's only of a very small amount. It's something that you would be um, stitching together with other images. And lastly, the first tweet that I linked, please, for what's currently they've got. There you go. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're exempt from fleet duties. <clears throat> there, there, hold it, there's a fleet? Probably is. No, so. we, yeah, we, oh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't, I don't. I don't By the way, we're here for all the people it. who didn't go on the fleet or who are in no chatter. I, I, just, I just don't play Eve. I talk about it. It's, uh, yeah, nobody does. Yeah. No one, no one so, actually logs in. The Wizard UK, thank you for 16 months of uh, subscriptions with, uh, oh, damn. with Switch Prime. I threw my 39 month out there. I actually resubbed last week, but it didn't show up to show till this week. So it's kind of funny. Um, that so. is some delay you have. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> mine, mine doesn't show up for a week either. It's really weird. It, yeah, it's really, really, really very strange. And I, I think like I've heard of follow just before the show, we had somebody pop up there uh, like, with a follow, I've, and that was AFL120 and DM424. So thank you very much for the follows in the shares, in the, uh, in the subscriptions. That is great. And just a, just a little chance right now to remind everybody, hey, if you want to donate to the show, that goes directly to the show. Um, to help us fund all the little tools and fun things that we use to make the show and the podcast. So we do appreciate that. All right, go ahead, Mist. Continue on, please. So with that wide frame, it's, it's split up into, I think, 16 um, possible slots that it can fit into. So we've still got a lot of way to go, but we're slowly getting a glimpse of stuff down the line. Let me just bring up the tweet so I can look at the rest. It was, uh, I heard that it was rumored that. Uh, 24, you know, 24 sections. It was mm, 24. Okay, interesting. Mm. Um, I'd heard potentially that there was like eight big segments and uh, that those would be coming out like pretty much on or around every single of, every single one of the um, uh, like Invasion World Tour, kind of like the. Uh, Yes, the guy... Know, the fan world tour kind of stuff. This is the same person who ran the law presentation at Amsterdam, and he did tweet out the hypothesis of it's possibly an eight. But then shortly after, we then got another tweet, another uh, links got sent out. So it's possibly not going to be till the end of the year. It will probably be at the summer campaign because we had a similar situation with the Enter the Abyss campaign last year where oh, okay. um, K 
containers were being dropped by drifters and if you um, decrypted the trans the message inside those containers you got a URL and if you go to that URL you then got a small clip an audio a video clip and if you then stitch those video clips together you got the first videos we ever got of the Triglavians and the Abyss. Ah. And that was the month's run-ups to when they then announced Enter the Abyss. So if nobody did anything, if people just carried on their day, they didn't fight the drifters, they didn't go through into these um, fractured wormholes, they didn't do anything, they just ignored it completely, CCP would have walked on stage and gone, bam, Enter the Abyss. And they're like, what? Wouldn't have had any idea it was coming, but CCP was basically like seeding it, slowly feeding information in. Now, do you nice. like when CCP does stuff like this, guys? It like advances like I, an actual storyline outside of what we do in the sandbox. Yes, it's nice because it like it, it means that some of the people who you know who actually actively do it, like they they get to feel like they're part of the storyline rather than just like you know. And it's kind of, it's nice because it involves everybody. Um, has anyone else here on this show like oh, read Templar One or any of the, those novels? Because I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Templar One is a really, really fun read um, for the world of Eve, based from the perspective of like a uh, an empire pilot or empire capsuleer. Um, like when I when I NPC like when I read um, and it's really cool. Yeah, when I read uh, Imperium Port. Age. When I went, when I read Imperium Age about the, uh, you know, the Nyx yeah. like going into the station kind of thing, like that was really yeah. cool. But like, like I'd never, I've, ne- I'd never really experienced like you know game law and something like you know a book about that kind of thing, like you know being synced with each other. Yeah. So like seeing the sort of seeing the IGN stuff with like the the, the Nyx going into the station was just like it was amazing, you know seeing it and also knowing the backstory from the, you know, from the, uh, uh, you know, yeah. the novel. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. There, there's a lot of really good material there. And if they're going to actually try and tell those stories in the game, I, I, I want to say, keep doing it. That's one of the reasons I play video games is for the storytelling. And if you're going to actually do it and do it right, mm-hmm. good on you, you know? Um, cause I don't want to play a, a, a game. Like I can play a game in no story, but I'm not going to play it as much as if I'm here to figure out secrets and stuff like that. See, I don't, I don't do it at all. Yeah. You, you don't give a shit. And I, I, I know this cause you play like H1Z1 and crap. That's your main game. <laughs> I try and talk you into something that has actual cool plot line or something like that. You're like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I've got a fucking film that's all about this, the game that I'm playing right now. So, you know. What are you, what are really? you playing right now, my boy? Battlegrounds? Mm. No. Uh, yeah, it's called Battle Royale, you fuckface. Mm-mm. Get cultured. It's a Japanese. Did someone game. tell me that I get... stole his shirt? <laughs> did, uh, did you? Uh, I, I, uh, I informed Alex that I jacked his shirt. He uh, he did not reply. Care to comment? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we'll 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 get him one day. We'll get him riled up enough that he has to come on the show. Just give me give me no. time. I'm working on it now. <laughs> you won't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nah, that's whatever. I'm just joking. So uh, so what else we got to talk about here today, gentlemen? Um, well, I wasn't finished. There were some more things for my part. Well. Shit. We we officially got a uh, a classification of what an elite PV elite PvP player is. Really? It, yeah, uh, it was in uh, it was in boat? it was in CCP Ghosts um, presentation about like uh, new player experience uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what is this description? Because I don't think anyone on this panel has watched it. Other than maybe you. <laughs> Uh, I watched it. I didn't note it down, but uh, it was kind of funny, actually. Like, uh, I, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, if you go, if you go to like CCP's uh, like Twitch page to the, um, I think it's the second, um, the second day 
Like it's in there somewhere, but like it's really okay. like I highly recommend you take a look at it because there's a lot of like really cool and interesting stuff uh, that he talks about. Okay. Not just new player experience and not just like, you know, elite PvP. Hmm. And plus he's a cool dude as well, so. Yeah. Guys, waiting for me to drive the conversation. You got nothing? Well, well no, I'm just—I've got a question in chat, which I'm going to answer. Okay. Okay. Question. Yeah, I saw that. I was waiting for you to. That's what I thought. Yeah, get it. Rip. Um, but the other thing is, you've got um, CCP basically saying we've got a couple months until we get these new ships, but then in a couple months' time, we've got a next stop of the invasion tour. So, were we going to basically say? This stuff is coming in a couple months' time, train into it, and then a couple months later he goes, well, this stuff is coming in a couple more times, train for that. That was, um, when we were talking about that in the pre-show, that, 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 triggered, uh, that triggered me and McLeod, didn't it? I'm yeah, me, me as well. So, so here's the question, right? At one point, do we, uh, what was the thing that was hiding in plain sight? And that's what Arendus, that's the first thing we talked about, Arendus, um, was related to, and you want to go over it again, Mist, real quick? Um, the emails and the messages and the, the basic, like, going into the Tier 5 Abyss sites and getting this giant capital ship that's under construction, uh, getting all, collecting the items, getting the messages or the wireframe, the text. If people, mm -hmm. yeah, the Dragovian emails, if people weren't, going in the abyss and weren't running these level five sites, we wouldn't know about this abyss, this um, Triglavian capital ship. We wouldn't know that this stuff is coming. So if people weren't running it, there could be something somewhere in a mission, something that someone hasn't discovered or done yet that's kept something secret for years. And uh, we don't, don't know about it. I find it uh, I find it funny that uh, it, you know all of this stuff in the site and everything like that wasn't like leaked on Hobo Leaks, you know, because they're pretty tight. Like you know, Hobo Leaks are pretty tight on like you know finding new stuff and all that kind of jazz. So like the art, the the art assets and stuff were in the game, but um, they had to have been yeah. added at some point. So like it's kind of funny how like uh, Hobo Hobo Leaks like missed it, or at least so as far as I know, Hobo Leaks is... missed it were were leaked a couple months ago so but that's obviously ccp knows when uh it pushes stuff out to uh sissy that it's going to get scraped and put on hobo leaks and one of the things recently been uploaded is um invading triglavian ships so each of the triglavian ships has like an invading name and i think that's building up as part of the invasion theme that we're going to have when the Triglavians come and they go scrapping after the people they don't like. I would I would admit and say that I'm wrong. I was wrong. I thought we were going to get a proper announcement of a capital ship this um, at Amsterdam, but we're getting an announcement that the empires are playing around with uh, sovereignty, not sovereignty, they're playing around with the Triglavian ships and basically inventing their own T2 ones. Which is something that's cool and exciting. Okay, Arendus yeah. is out there asking if we saw the uh, the translation. No, I haven't seen the full translation yet. That's on the forums, I believe. Is there something interesting in that translation? But it's all like it's all text and hints and stuff. And I think when it all comes together, um, it would all basically become clear and i think if we're looking at the same time frame um you know this thank you i uh, looking at the same time frame as the last one this could be for the summer expansion but again i could be wrong ccp might want to push this out after the world tour but we'll see so arandis actually just in our, our discord public chat here he just threw out the uh the translation uh for the directive three and directive two um, oh, nice information. Um, I don't know if we can throw that up in the show chat there for everyone else to see, but when in doubt, 
you can come on our Discord server and check it out. I'll link the Discord now. Okay, yeah, interesting. Hmm. And this is the Wait. translation to the Trigaven text, which is like scrolling down the side, because the font has been decrypted, so you can everyone can just um, translating things. But you got to think about the amount of work that went into basically CCP created a language and then created a decryption for it, and people have decrypted and done some crazy stuff to give us these glimpses of what's coming in the future. And if people didn't do that during the Entity Abyss area, it will be much harder to translate and decrypt the stuff we've got now. People would have to go back, basically go back a year, collect all of that stuff, gather all that information, then decrypt, realizing that they missed something big. It'll be interesting to see what they do and make it all come together. So, uh, so, so yeah, so what we're saying here is we've got some more ships to train into that it will eventually be nerfed. Yeah, so everyone's spiteful. So the cycle is like you introduce a thing and then you train for it and you get good and then the nerf hammer comes. The thing is, though, that it will always cycle around. Like, Feroxes are, are quite cool. They're the common ship to fly. And it's not like they're, they're like a heavy assault cruiser or something that you need tier 5 for. They are an easy ship to get into. The, um, I mean, it almost seems to me that at some point we've got to come, you know, how they're they're doing the terracide on some of the modules, right? Um, wouldn't it make sense to eventually do some terracide on some ships that are just no longer useful? Why do we, why keep cycling them around? I would think it would become overbearing on the art department to keep upgrading them with some of the new graphics and shit. I don't know. What are you guys thinking about that? So I don't think the meta's decided. They'll obviously balance stuff um, when they change it. So like when they had to address capitals, they made the adjustments and they buffed some other things. I don't think they've internally decided what the meta's going to look like because Megafrons, remember Grinder Fleet, became a thing. Other stuff kicked in. Um, I think it's just a case of CCP will do a thing and then people will figure out what's the best. And here's Sofrasil to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you joined. No, what I'm just that? here to agree with Eric. Like, a tier site for, like, uh, battleships or command ships would be in order by, uh, by now. I mean, we got so many damn ships. I mean, now, let me let me put this in perspective, right? No other video game you play has this much crap in it that you can use from modules uh, to ships. <laughs> no, okay? No. I mean, name one. I mean, find another game that has as much stuff in there. And by the way, and I probably say Does that... Does Gary's mod count? <laughs> say... Oh, wait, how about all the mods for Skyrim that you can slap in there? Hey, let's oh, just God. say that I, I, I have this overbearing feeling that 60%, and that may be being conservative, of what's in the game is useless. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah. I have to it, agree. I'm just going to load up the skill, the ship train, and I'll be able to tell the, you. The only, the only, honestly, I think that that might be low, just because when like, yeah. you think about the fleet doctrines that are actually in use currently, you think about the ratting doctrines that people are using, you think about the incursion doctrine, the mining uh, ships that people are actually using heavily. <laughs> it's not that many ships. I really wanted to say 80%, but I thought, you know. I would say 70% somebody... at most is useless. Uh, the main problem right now is that you can basically not use any of the Tech 2 ships because the prices for, for anything Tech 2 have gone up drastically because of the moon changes. Mm -hmm. So in, in order to, to make Tech 2 ships great again, uh, um, you don't even need to touch the ships themselves because most of them are actually fine, except for Tech 2 battleships. They're just garbage. Um, so, so yeah, to, to, to make Tech 2 ships great again, you just need to somehow lower 
the price of tech to materials. It is true. Like, you know, most of the time when we think about like balance, like we also think about price, like, uh, you know, this is this, it's basically the efficiency, right? Um, uh, <laughs> and that's something that a lot of other games don't have to deal with, like when they're balancing certain things, like they don't have to really think about like, oh, you know, how is the market going to react? And like, is that, is it going to, is the demand for this going to basically push the price up to the point to, uh, you know, where it actually doesn't become a viable thing? Someone's saying don't tax Moonor. Um, the price has gone up by like more than 50%. Um, that is not just tax. Yeah, that's yeah. that's someone screwing with it as well. No, it's it's simple. Like you need to put way more effort into the whole chain now, right? Um, before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you wondering. could just like passively mine it, and then every now and then you would like scramble your reactions around, and after that you had the active part. But now, um. The whole, the whole thing is active, right? And there's just people who don't want to put that effort into it. I mean, just just look at the mining people. Um, th- there's no one else in ETH that mines as much as um, all of the people in Delve, right? Because yeah, I, I I gotta I gotta say I'm with Ramakas there, Soth. It sounds to me a whole lot like you're saying Tech Two ships will be great again when Aerith was good and ready for them to be great again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I can't. I the can't power he wields. I can't reorder our list to make Aerith come to, or Arendus, sorry, um, drop down into the uh, into the screen chat just so people know our recording software will pop in there just because <laughs> of the order. No, I'm I'm not really here for long anyway. I I basically just wanted to yell at Soth because he's wrong. Because, because I mean, I actually what yeah. he's saying, but you know, he's wrong because. <laughs> Because he's wrong. Because he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong because he's not angry enough to be right. Well, I have to dip out anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm going to no, go I, get some food. Before you, before you go, um, this week, if you get time, I want to run some more testing on stuff, including the frigate scale stuff. All right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right, we're doing, it. It. We're doing yeah, cord planning. Coordinating live, motherfuckers. Fucking yeah. Well, hey, I had him here. Page yeah. <laughs> tendencies, the only true communication channel for directorship. <laughs> you know, push the talk right there. I love it. I do. Uh, by the oh, way, but I do. Oh, that was funny. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to Galaxier Gaming for uh, seven months subscribing to the channel with uh, Twitch Prime. Thank you very much, sir. Or lady, whichever you are. Don't know. Um, so, so yeah. actual guy in real life. Way. I have no idea. Have no idea. Anyway, I think I think it's you know you think they brought me? up something interesting that made me think about mining for moon moon goo in general. And I'm thinking that as we as we look at the changes, and, and by the way, I'm guessing what i think ccp was thinking with some of the moon changes okay so take this with a big grain of salt right i think they thought by getting a lot of miners out there that they would give roaming gangs a reason to hunt them down and fight them and blow them up and then they figured by giving us a big ship like the rorqual that they would give us something that we wanted to defend and therefore, there would be counter fleets, and then they would inject into the game fights. The, oh, yeah. The type of fights that do. they thought that they, they were going to get, right? And I think when you look at the amount of fights that you get from that and actual explosions of groups fighting groups, I think that is significantly less in the end than fighting over the moon pauses that we used to fight over. What do you guys think? So just to uh, quickly, By the way, no statistics to back that up. Nothing, so just to right? uh, quickly interject here, we've had a mess comment from Galaxy Games about the changes. This is more of a when they introduced moon mining to be an active thing instead of a passive thing. 
Right. My biggest thing I liked about moon mining was that it was taken away from the alliance leaderships, the alliance directors and the alliance holders and put in the hands of the line members to say, here, you can now have a slice of moon mining and the T2 production and everything like that. It became spread out. And when they introduced it into 0.5 moons, it allowed access to the whole game, had access to moon mining and the production, which I really liked. Every time we hear that dinged notification, I'm like, who's just joined? <laughs> I still got 20 minutes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my favorite thing to talk about. We, we really should put a lock on this door so people no. don't just come. No. There are certain people that are allowed to pop in the show. So Most have, people that we so, love. Yes, we the problem is... And Soth and Arendis are two of those privileged people that can pop into the channel. And we love the it when they do. The problem we got was that um, rock rules, as I know, could basically hold them ground. If you put 30 rock rules on a moon belt, they can hold their ground and defend. That's why we're seeing a reduction in a tank making drones look bigger. So you could only. If you get hit, if your rock rule comes under attack, uh, you've got your Wii 2 up and you know you're going to die, you can now only save three of your drones guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Well, three of your drones before you can put all five in and put some parts in, and you're fine. Now you're guaranteed to lose two of those drones, as well as your tank's been reduced to maybe five minutes and your active has gone down. It's going to make them more killable, yes. It's going to make people stop using rock rules, yes. And I think that's a good change from us having 30. That's just my opinion. I I still be going to be rockle mining on our locust fleets, but I won't be mining casually. The uh, well, I mean, now losing those two drones cost you about what one drone cost you before. So, you know, thanks. Well, you know. well, you know, the 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 two drones only die if your you know if your rockle dies, and if your rockle right. dies, um, it's because you know you you either were mining when you didn't have a uh, an adequate defensive fleet uh, to come and save your ass, or you were mining too far away from where your defensive fleet is positioned. Because if you have a defensive fleet, there is no reason for your, um, you know, for your Oracle to die, unless it's an extreme situation where you get like, you know, where you get some, you know, overwhelming force yeah so yeah, dread bomb or like, if they drop something stupid level like titans or 400 bombers or something like that that you just there's no way they're going to get to you in time yeah yeah but i mean you can, go ahead i'm sorry but if you can coast if you can coast out of you know out of your panic and be able to extract while mm -hmm. you know the fleet that came in to, to to kill you is dealing with other things then there's no reason for you to be losing, like losing shit. Like you shouldn't be losing the hole, but you may lose but a this, drone or but two. This, but this is the thing. But this is the thing. If you don't have that overwhelming force defensively, then you're fucked because you won't be able to mine because people will find you and they'll kill you and you'll lose right. drones and you'll lose your rock wall. Like you, you know, it really helps is that you're fucking on comms and you're in intel. <laughs> Um, just a warning to my corp yeah. beyond fucking cops. But yeah. what about... Um, sorry, can I just interject that we've used three out of five of our allowed uses of the F word? No, those were necessary. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They were five. Wait, we limited to five. That's bullshit. I want to say it so many times. It's a very versatile word. So, but my my original premise here, right? is do we do we feel that we caused more explosions and battles and content in space with having the big Rorqual targets in there for things like moon mining and things like that? Or do we think that the old way of having big R64 targets in there to attack people's income created better fights? I think the old targets made more fights because people would actually defend it. I know that the yeah. old system created more fights. Yeah. 
Yeah, because because the old system created more fights because you could hit a target and force people to come in to actually either defend it or have to turn up. Like you can't like unless you really want to lose a whole bunch of stuff, like, you know, on the initial attack, like going in and reinforcing like say a citadel, for example, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, or, or or even worse, trying to fucking hit a flex structure that's, you know, under the umbra- defensive umbrella of a citadel. Like, yeah, yeah, good luck on that one. Like, it's um, not, you know, it's not even that. Um, you can't, you can't really do a war against Rockwalls. Sure, you can hunt them, you can kill them, but you will only get so many before they will go to different hunting grounds, or they will just dock up for a week, right? You can't really, um, you can't really kill an alliance by 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 just hunting their Rockwalls. Yeah. Um, that's what carriers with, with the old system. Um, you could roll in, you could attack their R64s, and and you could actually attack their money directly. But if you <laughs> attack a Rockfall, you don't attack the Alliance money. You just attack that one person's money, and that's the difference here. Um, well, it kind of depends. Like if you're if you if you know when like you know a group's like like um you know, our 64s and 32s are coming out and you like specifically attack them when they come out and specifically camp them. So, you know, they can't actually do that mining and they have to wait and it despawns and they have to wait for the next, like, you know, the next cycle to occur. Like, and you keep on doing that, then I guess maybe to some degree, because, you know, most people, most, most groups tend to sort of do the, like have a buyback program or, you know, essentially basically, uh, you know, you you get a certain percentage of how much you've mined once you've like given it back to the corp or to the alliance or something. So, you know, maybe, but that's a shit ton more work than going and you know reinforcing a, a pause. And it doesn't produce fights. It doesn't produce what seems what feels like meaningful fights. It basically just produces content. It it doesn't produce content. It just produces. You know, it produces denial of content, if anything. Right? I don't know. I'm just asking a question. I don't know whether it's good or it's bad. It just seems like we went on a whole lot more fleets when we when we, we lived had- in the north to go over into Outer Ring, all kinds of places, constantly fighting over these things. And now... Yeah. Well, the, the other thing... It was also cheaper to set those up than moon mining structures. So they'd tear one down and we'd have to come back and kill it like a week later um, if we well, weren't already camp- camped on those moons. And it, it generated content quicker and it generated content that was actually fun. I, I don't know about y'all, but soft mm-hmm. mining is the most bullshit, annoying, not fun thing in the game other than PI. The, <laughs> the other kind of funny thing as well, the other compounding issue as well uh, with this is... For for people to be out mining and be comp- confident to uh, not die, you know, when roaming gangs or when someone comes through a wormhole and and finds you, kind of thing, like you have to have those defensive fleets up. You have to have those defensive fleets at least moderately alert to sort of come and drop down on somebody, right? When it wasn't, when this wasn't the case. Right when it was just our sixty fours and our sixty fours mind themselves sort of thing, you know, you'd have to you you know, you wouldn't have a massive, like, you know, uh, ridiculous defensive fleet to come in and just crush anything that comes in. Like, you didn't have that. So uh, roaming gangs also felt a little bit less, like, you know, as soon as you go into someone's space, like, you, you, you didn't expect to have, like, you know, titans and supers and shit like that, like, drop on you. Like, um, the fact that the fact that for raw calls to be mining in belts... You have to have a, or you know, it's best practice to have a defensive fleet. Means that anybody who roams through that space is gonna get mm-hmm. their shit kicked in as soon as they kind of come across, because you know it, 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 it fucks with people. It, it potentially, well, it doesn't. It, it's not like it, it fucks with people's mining, but like you know, the people in that defensive fleet suddenly go, yes, fucking targets, kill males. Yeah, and so you know. In making making raw calls be like 
you know, well, not just making raw calls mine, but like in, in the way that they do, but like uh, also, you know, making R64s having to be actively mined also means that, you know, the defensively ha fleets have to be up in order for that to happen. And, you know, when you do that, you're basically you're denying a lot of groups the ability to roam through your space unless they want just want to get like fucked up. And yes, use another one of those F ones. <laughs> one left. Who's going to use it? There's anyway. there's yes. another thing that plays into that, and that's that as a roaming gang, you are kind of forced to go for the big targets because you don't have the small targets anymore. Um, if you if you go back a few years before we had nullification on interceptors. What would happen is people would um, use stuff like haulers to to move stuff around, right? Mm -hmm. Those haulers oh, would, yeah, yeah. Uh, would run into gate camps and get killed by gate camps. So you would have defending fleets running around trying to um, kill the gate camps, and then as a roaming fleet, you can run then into that defensive fleet and have a fight with them. None of that happens anymore because now. You got interceptors that can just run through any gate camp, so they don't exist anymore. Yeah, they just troll straight through. Like, you know, nice gate camp, dude. Bye. Even even when it's like an interceptor gate camp, too, or or something small yeah. was, you know, even, I'm sitting there in my little areas. I'm like, hey, see ya. Even if it's a, even if it's, if you, even if you have like, you know, a thousand fucking T2 large bubbles and like, you know, all your, all your ships like, you know, uh, like remote sensor boosted to the point where they insta lock. Like, scepters will just be like, nice gate camp, dude. Bye. <laughs> you know, and, and the intelligent ones who don't go gate to gate, like, even if you've got like a, a smart bomb gate camp on the other one and it's a, you know, and it's a, you know, one of those uh, pipe systems. Like, if he's semi intelligent, you know, not like a complete mouth breather, like, he'll ping off something. And you'll come at an, a, a, you know, an oblique angle onto the onto the outbound gate, and you won't get him. So, like, you know, right? As and... still says, like it just denies denies potential activity in in space. And uh, Thomas Sardio says, "What about smart bombing battleships?" Right? Yeah, but yeah. they still work. Smart bombing battleships. They, they, they still work, but they only work for people who you know don't exactly have their brain switched on or are just going straight from gate to gate. Right. The other side of the problem is, and, and that's the far other side, um, is the jump changes. Because back in the day, you didn't see people just dropping their titans on literally everything. Because if you got caught, you had PL on your doorsteps in 50 minutes. That, doesn't, that, that can't happen anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Because of that, people just drop their supers and titans on literally everything because there there is no real danger in doing that anymore do you know who drops supers and titans on anything when possible whoever space no question really to be completely honest yeah literally anyone because as i said there's no risk anymore like nowadays you can literally just go, right, something's helping me, drop a Titan to push stuff off, drop dreads well, to push something off. There's a, there's a degree of risk, right? And the degree is this. If your like, defensive fleet can like basically shrug off a dread bomb and then fuck that dread bomb in the ass, yes, I used the last one of the F-bombs, sorry about that, um, then you're gravy. Like You can do whatever the hell you want. But if you, uh, you know, but if you if you don't have the overwhelming force, then uh, you know you have to have your eyes around. But like, yeah, we'll, we'll use the squeaky beat to censor the the f bombs from now. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, my main thing is to say, I don't know. I hope that more stuff dies now with the cap changes. I hope we get more destruction. I remember, like, I don't have that many people on Twitter, so I had like. Five new note, five new tweets. 
six new tweets. I'm like, is something dying on Eve? Because I follow uh, Z, <laughs> I follow Z Killboard, and it tweets out all the expensive kills. So it's like, ah. you have new tweets. You have new tweets, and I'm like, what's dying? And it's just a giant page of supers or capitals, something. It's over the ten bill markers, I think, is what triggers a tweet. I'm, yeah, I'm too loud. Phone. I apologise. Someone, someone, turn me down. I don't know how to. Let's see what to do. You don't sound too <laughs> loud to me. But... You're fine, dude. No, no, no. It was it was me messing with the little the little knife cutting something. By the way, you guys missed it in the pre-show. I have you know here in my little hands, well, somewhere there, directions to my new doorknob for my door, and I was opening them up to read them to make sure I had all the all the uh, yeah. It was the, really uh, stuff loud. The cloud was like, Jesus, my microphone up here, the cloaky microphone right here, the cloaky microphone um, picks up everything. Sorry, guys. Freaking, oh my God. Yeah, it it deafened McLeod and I for a good minute while he's just shuffling. (laughs) Freaking Christ. All right, I need need a one-inch spade bit. I need a seven-eighths inch spade bit. Okay, I'm like texting my buddy. Do you have these? (laughs) No. Who has all the spade bits, you know? Yeah. Got to drill through the door, folks. Better coffee mug. My other one was gross. I want a how-to video on making that doorknob. Preds, uh, there are like a million of them out on the the internet, and I've watched half of them over the last week because (laughs) my son went to close our front door, and then what? Let me, let me ask, what color have you Dad. decided to repaint the door because you're having to buy a new doorknob, and what color have we decided for the trim? Because I know we discussed this earlier. Yes, it's going to be white trim, and okay. the door is going to be kind of that dark country blue classic, ah, you know. Gotcha. The, yeah. the dark color blue that you would think that a shiny brass doorknob would go on to. Sure. So we're going to have lots of fun. Yeah. I'm not going to twitch my doorknob changing because... There would be too many swear words. Because <laughs> he'd stab himself with a drill while it was going full tilt, you know? It'd be great. I only swear for effect. It's just not... Nah, I'm pretty sure if you, you stabbed yourself with a turning drill bit, you would say a swear. Ah, maybe. Yeah. Just mostly because there's no controlling that. I cut myself because uh, today fixing trying to fix the headlight on my car because the people who I paid to put it in didn't put it in good enough and in two weeks it vibrated out of its socket. Awesome. Bit of uh, Loctite blue. So what are we going to talk about next, gentlemen? Or does Soth have some ideas? He, he muted Gentlemen. himself. He's out of here. Why are you taking, why are you taking the My question is, gentlemen? why is the Sabre the best interdictor ship? Because Mimnitar, because in Rust we trust. Because of silver it's and therefore more valuable. And also because it's fast as hell. Because I mean, it's just low. Right, let's, 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 let's do this objectively, right? It sheds weight as it flies, as parts come off that you don't need anymore. <laughs> let's do this objectively, right? <laughs> For for okay. a for an interdictor to be good, it needs to be fast because it needs to yep. be able to get to its target and and basically you know bubble it. Correct. So if you're an armor interdictor, you're then you're an inherently slower because if you if you want to put any tank in it whatsoever, you need to put a plate on it, and you're putting a plate on it makes it look makes it slower. So already you've gone from four dictors down to two dictors, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you you need to have um, you need to have both speed and kind of tank, and also need a decent amount of cargo space because you want to carry a significant amount of probes. Yeah. you're all missing something here. Um, um, in Rust, we trust. I already said that. Well, not that. Um, okay. It always depends on what you're doing with the dicta. If it's a regular fleet dicta, yes, the saber is the best. But if you're looking for a solo dicta, yeah, then the flight catcher yeah. the can flight actually catcher, be better. Yeah. yeah well, true. I mean, if you if you if you're doing a probing dictor, I don't know why, but like I've always found that um, <laughs> I've always found that a fucking heretic is like king. Mm. I don't know why. I think it's because it has significant uh, amounts of like it has a ridiculous amount of CPU and it has like the low slot 
kind of uh, capability to add like some more CPU if you need it, without that being really, really restricted. <laughs> Arandis, uh, the Saber is the best dictor because when it breaks, you slap it on a flatbed truck and it's a scimitar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell oh, them. Oh my god. That's the secret to our Tech 2 production. The, we the we suicide them in and, and salvage our own shit. The reason I ask, because whenever you're on fleets, you always see sabers on gates doing it's always it's like get that interdict get that interdict deck. You mean the saber? I mean you kill the sabers. And target the saber. At, <laughs> yeah, target the sabers. And if you look yeah. at the saber on Z killboard. And if you just look at who's using them, who's getting those kills in, it's one name that stands out, and that is Amok, who are recruiting to join our Black Ops team. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you didn't do it earlier. Like it felt like you were going for it, and you you pulled you you pulled up on the reins. That was, was a better Amok, king of the sabers. Because if you look at that monthly for top buying for that sabers, saber. If you look at that monthly top for that saber, you see an 878 kills from one yeah, person alone. And that 1,675 kills from AMOC. Now, do you want to be killing people? Uh, I'm far too important to waste my time with locking up targets. <laughs> You just tell other people to do that. Don't isn't you? that why you? Isn't that why you have an assist drone? You just slap on someone who. No, no. I, I use. To be honest, I usually completely forget to do it when I'm seeing. <laughs> I I only lock up targets to see when they are dead. So and what you're saying is you're not a real kill whore. Yeah, no, I, no, I stopped not, being a kill whore years kill ago. Whore. <laughs> I like I like Rendis's response here. He's he's just a fan of just you know the needle. <laughs> I mean, let's just get back on the show. Nah, you can do whatever he wants. So, um, sorry, horrendous. I haven't gone full V yet. Oh, oh. oh. you know, I was only in my life able to, go, able to go on one V fleet, and it was a lot of fun. He was, he was, he was fairly nice. Who's not getting laid, Arendis? What are you? Arendis isn't getting laid anymore. Oh, okay, that, that yeah. must be what I said. That's, that's what he was explaining. Uh, from what I could tell. So, um, so we're in our last uh, eight minutes here. So, uh, do nah, we have anything that we didn't cover that we were going to cover? Uh, out of Eve stuff, yeah, there's some cool shit happening in the gaming world. But no, nah, I think we've covered all the Eve stuff. No, I think. Well, I think CCP is going to be certainly awfully busy. Mm -hmm. um, the next couple months here, they've got uh, the beginning and the end of May, right? St. Petersburg, then they go down to Sydney. Yeah. And then in uh, the end of June, they get a little month off and then they head down to uh, Toronto. So the folks in those areas, you know, if, if you don't know that they're coming to your area yet, you, you ought to start prepping. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between going to the Toronto one site, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's You're a short I drive from to... it. I would totally go, but I, I it's like a twenty hour drive for me. And I'm not I'm not Toronto is gonna be lit. Toronto is a fun fucking town. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Squeaky. I should have censored myself. Isn't that gonna be isn't <laughs> it expensive because it's the same weekend as the Pride weekend, I remember. Yeah, I think if you if you wanna go there, then you're gonna have to get you know, get your uh uh, get your hotel tickets, like you know, books, like it's really like, fucking quick. Yeah, <laughs> or your hotel room, like you know. well, yeah. To uh, whoever's dog Sorry. terrorizing with that squeaky toy, I got you. Sorry. So so yeah so I mean Toronto's fairly close to me yeah but then uh, you got your Vegas and we got London in November. Yeah, Vegas is gonna be great. Uh, if you go to E Vegas, I'm pretty sure you'll see Eric and myself running around. Yeah, maybe, maybe. There's a there's a there's a thread on our on our corp Discord going, so people are excited. We we have so, a pretty good crowd. I cannot wait, guys. And so ladies. yeah, so the yeah. Uh, so Thanksgiving weekend we're going to do Eve London. That'd be good. Yeah, we'll have something we, to watch that's not a city based Thanksgiving. State 
We don't celebrate oh. Thanksgiving in uh, London. We do. We used to do. We did the um, pushing people over and killing people to get TB. We did that once, and then they banned it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you can't have Thanksgiving because you guys don't have any pumpkin pie over there. Yeah. No, no. We we get pumpkin pie and um, something spice no. lattes that all three one likes. No, no, you don't get the oh. proper pumpkin pie. If your pumpkin's oh, not dude. in a can, it's not right. <laughs> dude, if we if out. we have to, if we have to, we can fucking go and you know make friends with an American on a on a base uh, over here in the, the UK and the, get it yeah. from there. So it's the best is hassle. when we Eric and I used to live and fight with a wormhole court. We uh, we did the math. What was cheaper to ship someone a uh, pumpkin pie to the UK or to fly someone with that as their carry on item? And I just think it was cheaper to fly someone with as a carry-on item because you had to dude, pay import tax. Dude, just ship it hmm. to a US base. It's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't pay import tax. It's fucking, it's, you know, Amer- America yeah, considers... We, 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 we were trying to get it to one of our friends in the UK, and it was like, oh, all right, well, how do we get it to them? Uh, Soth, you were going to say something there. Yeah, sorry. Well, you know, we do have Thanksgiving, yeah. Where you are? Well, Germany? yeah, like it, it's a oh, thing in Germany, fest. and uh, no, it's uh, called Antedank, but uh. I am pretty sure that they have it in Britain as well, because, yeah, it, it's a thing like that we brought it's over to, to America, and you just blew it up like you do with everything. You're welcome. That's what we do. <laughs> if it went in <laughs> doubt, add fireworks uh. and drink it. <laughs> Therefore, it's a better holiday. Add more, add more alcohol and fireworks add and flame literal it Literal explosions own. and literal out, flaming at liquids to everything. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. One last thing. One last thing. Time. I'll go last. I can go first. You'll go first, Seth. You're up. All right. So, uh, outside of gaming world of Eve, we have awesome news. The Borderlands Three trailer just dropped. So uh, get hyped for that because they can do no wrong at this point with all the extra content they keep releasing. So I hope everyone's looking forward to it and we can play and uh, get murder some psychos together and have a good time. There you go. Uh, You're just driving somebody's dog crazy. That's why I did it. You don't tell me things like that. All right, McLeod, you're up. (laughs) Um, And also non-Eve related stuff. If you haven't seen it yet, like go to YouTube and watch the um, uh, John Wick three trailer. It is fucking epic. Okay, that's. I, I actually will go watch that now. Yeah, it was good too. Soth, you have anything to share with our audience today? I, I think if I plug that lights again, I would get shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, missed. My one last thing is I've um, been playing a lot of Division 2. It feels like a much get better game, and the NPCs feel like they actually do stuff, stuff half the time. So okay. it's, a it's a well-rounded designed game, and it makes it a lot more refreshing from the first one. I would say give it a try, but you can't get a refund. So watch <laughs> some random person playing it in your underwear for a couple of hours if you're you know, on the fence. Why'd you have to go to the underwear place? Because you, you have your chips and your Doritos and your um, pop that you drink whilst you're watching video games. That's that's as much as I know about e-gaming. Uh, okay, okay. Not sure how I got there. Anyway, it, it must be the day of like non-Eve, like one last things, because I'm going to sit there and say, I got a code to play uh, an alpha game, Universe Sim, the Universe Sim. It is. Uh, I, I streamed it yesterday for a couple of hours, and I'll probably stream it this weekend again on uh, INN. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty fun. Uh, it's an alpha that doesn't feel too alpha-like, so it's pretty cool. It, you can actually uh, buy it right now. Um, yeah. I, I have it in my cart on Steam, and it is playable at this time. Yeah, it's very playable. Very playable. And, although it's, not it multi. It looks really good. So working through that. All right. That's it. And thank you everybody for the, uh, for the follows. Thank you for the uh, subscriptions and everything else you guys did for us. And thanks for being active in chat. It really helps us uh, move the show along. So we do appreciate it. And we will be back 
same time next week, hopefully with a special guest. Maybe not. You never know. We'll one, see how nice, it goes. One nice Discord spam chat. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Later, folks. You have a good weekend. Bye. Thank you for listening to another podcast of the Push to Talk show. If you would like to watch the show, we air live on the Imperium News channel on Twitch every Saturday at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern. You can find us at twitch.tv forward slash Imperium News. Videos of past shows can be found on the Imperium News YouTube channel by searching for Imperium News. If you would like to access our premium content, check us out on patreon.com forward slash push to talk. Our website address is pushtotalkshow.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at pushtotalk3 and Facebook at pushtotalk33. Thank you again. Have a great day.